Hello, everyone. This is your friend Spanish Ben, here to scream at you about Kyrgyz slippers. What more even needs to be said? Kyrgyz makes the finest felt slippers in the multiverse. Second place is the first loser, and third place means disgrace. We only back winners here at Idle Learn Nothing, and you can take that to the friggin' bank. To experience the almost otherworldly comfort that you're subconsciously crying out for, go to kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S.com, to see what they have to offer. And guess what, stupid? You can save 15% off every time you order by using our promo code at checkout. Just type I-L-K in all caps. It's so easy. Again, that's kyrgyz.com, K. Y R G I E S dot com and the code I L K in all caps to get 15% off. This is Spanish Ben or Ben Espanol saying, Que dolor, mi amigos. <laughs> International. <laughs> so welcome folks ladies gentlemen friends lovers um uh, enemies <laughs> traitors traitors uh no good nicks uh rap scallions co- consorts acquaintances white supremacists white supremacists black supremacists <laughs> Human supremacists. You know, Ben, yeah, I'm a supremacist for love. Then I just shoot myself in the head. (laughs) What if that's how we started this episode out and you put it and you still put it out? You know what? If you put out an episode where it's me literally committing suicide, I think it would get it would be a very short episode, but it would get a lot of downloads. I I would never do that. That's that's awful, Pat. <laughs> I you know what, Ben? I, I don't that's care. That's awful. <laughs> Look, I'm saying this. We are uh, hopefully recording this. So uh, so these are my recorded words. I give anyone permission after I die. Okay, there's two things. There's three things that we gotta address by suicide. Okay. Well, regardless of how I die, I mean, I don't have to die by suicide, but you know. So uh, if- here's. what if your if your last moments are recorded yeah like here's the deal if my last moments are recorded you can use it on the podcast uh two <laughs> this is so dark pat no hold on <laughs> two um if okay you i give anyone permission and again this is being recorded so i give you permission in fact i'd be upset if you didn't do this to use my death as an excuse to get out of work or get laid or both <laughs> or get laid it's oh come on pat died yeah you know 
<laughs> Come on, let me get it in real quick. <laughs> well, you know, you you would be sad. It's not like you're not sad. I mean, hopefully, that would be so weird, Pat. <laughs> Can I? How about this? Can I introduce the episode first, real quick? But I, oh yeah, go ahead. So, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Hello. to a to a very grisly episode, one hundred and thirty nine yes. of I Learned Nothing, <laughs> a philosophy podcast for for frankly the lost. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Ben. I almost said yas just now. That would have been yes. humiliating. Yas lost because that, that that because people would think that was my like unconscious reaction because I was like yes like immediately. But if I had said yas, it would have been just again. Hum- well, there's no reason for me to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be my so <laughs> annoying if I if that became my new thing. If you started saying yas all the time, that's just a new thing. Yeah, it'd be like, why is he doing that? Why is he, he's never spoken like that before? It's is my new like... thing. <sighs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, is... sorry, hun, sorry, honey, <laughs> sorry, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> my... <laughs> my name is uh... Benjamin Copel Cholak. Uh, I am the South. Regional Assistant Manager of Princeton University. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here today uh, once again. Uh, we're back uh, to uh, teach my good friend here, Patrick John Dean, co-host yes. of I Learn Nothing. Let's <laughs> say hello. Yes, you, you psycho. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I'm cool. <laughs> just like I could, apparently, you could just use this, the last moments of his recorded death. For anything you want, you can sell yeah. stuff with it. You can. <laughs> no, I'm I'm giving you permission. Just me. Oh, so no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving out that gold to just anybody. Are you kidding me? Even oh. though like we're not a huge, huge podcast or nothing, that would that would get you so many. It, you it would definitely be in the news. You would definitely <laughs> get a lot more downloads. I would get yeah the Pat Dean bump. That's what it's called. It's called the Pat Dean bump. Well, would be hilarious is if you just titled it after the philosopher we were gonna discuss, and so people like are like, oh, there's only like a four minute episode, and they press play, and they're like, oh my god, why did they post this? Like everyone freaks out. Like I think it's a, it might be slightly apropos for Sartre. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Uh, we're we're coming back for, uh, for you folks because uh, we left you hanging in uh, one thirty eight, uh, part yes. one of John Paul South. Like the uh, shitheads we are. Yeah. Again, I'm just going to do that one south. Uh, I'm not going to do it like that again. Okay. <laughs> From now on, he's pronounced Sart, like fart. Um, we're doing uh, round two. <laughs> the uh, name's Sart. You know, like fart. Like fart. Yeah. Oh, I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to pronounce. Yeah. Um, uh, we're following up with uh, last, uh, la- hopefully last week's episode, uh, where we talked about uh, his uh, early life, his... Uh, uh, <laughs> His, um, you know, trials and tribulations, uh, spending the entire all, all of World War II in a prisoner of war camp. <laughs> yeah, that that's rough. That it's is rough, really fucking rough. Um, but uh, but before we dive right in, um, let's chat you and I. <laughs> sure. Ben, there there, there was a, a, a sad uh, occurrence uh, that happened a few days ago: the death of royalty. Can you believe it? Uh, oh, was that? Um... Oh, what's his name? Prince Philip. Prince Philip uh, died. Yeah, I heard. I heard about that. He, he looked like he was about to die right before that, too. Yeah, he he kind of looked like like that for a while. Uh, shot in the head. That's how he died. Shot in the head, which is I did not see coming. <laughs> but we uh, we did a we did a a Patreon episode uh, about that's the, right the Prince Philip cargo cult. Yeah, which so, shit. So what what are they thinking? 
They're pretty upset. I'm not gonna lie. I I I when I was know this for sure. Or did you look this up? Or are you um, I I didn't I didn't read the article. I haven't I didn't I haven't mm-hmm. read uh, the article yet. But I saw the headline about like so basically so a cargo cult is when uh like a plane flies by a essentially de- very des- not deserted but very isolated area like tribal yeah. areas. Okay, and mm-hmm. they drop off cargo, just random. Yeah, and oh. these people are ex- extremely indigenous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so I haven't they... really seen a lot of these things before. No, no, no. And so okay. what happens is uh, there's a thing called cargo cults where they start a kind of a new religion based on the these cargo. gods that they just saw. Yeah, these no, yeah, these these winged <laughs> angels who are dropping off you know provisions like RC cola or like I don't I don't forget I forget what exactly it was, but. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's one for Prince. What was only only RC Cola? It was just warm RC Cola. Uh, they would probably still think it was pretty rad. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So much sugar. Yeah, I think yeah. I've I think I've told this story on this podcast before, but I remember one time I, w- I went to go get a goddamn barbecue sandwich, and uh-huh. I, I got a, 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 a RC Cola. Uh-huh. And I was like drinking it, and I and like I th- I might I think I I think I got two of them. I think I liked it so much I got two. And uh, really, yeah, you enjoyed RC Cola that much. Yeah, because it's not, it's, that, not that it's not good. But it's a rare treat. I guess so, but does it taste that much different than Coke or Pepsi? Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever really? people, whenever people say Coke and Pepsi taste exactly the same, it's like how, what's it like to have no class? You know what I mean? Because it's so have, easy. Have they, no palate. They they taste completely different. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. They do taste completely different. Coca Cola tastes better. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> sucking down some RC Cola down my tight little throat, and I looked over and I saw this other guy like sitting at a table, and he he was alone too, and he also had an RC Cola. Oh, you you told me the story. Yeah, and like I almost <laughs> went like like so like like huh like like. <laughs> Lifted my soda up to be to like toast him, like pretty like, cool, right? Like that Leo DiCaprio Gatsby meme. Where you're like, <laughs> yes, RC Cola. Am I right, guy? Oh man, uh, yeah. And uh, that would have been, man, that would have been really, really humiliating. But Ben, uh, I don't know. I life... think you could have gotten away with it. Sometimes it is a treat. Sometimes you never know. The things I've actually literally thought this to myself once. What? I, I literally thought to myself one time. I don't know when the next time I'm going to get RC Cola is. Like, I'll never know. Like, this might be the last time, so I better get it now. It's like. <laughs> uh, well, they. Ha- I mean, I-, I haven't been there in a while. This, this was back in my uh, uh, sugary days, we'll say. Yeah, sugar uh, days. The halcyon days. <laughs> <laughs> man, those days ruled so fucking hard. <laughs> I am not going to lie, man. Having diabetes, a little, little bit of a bummer, but I, I had so much fun. A bit of a fun. speed bump. I had so much fun getting it, dude. Like, just RC Colas left and right. What's for breakfast? Pie? Sure. I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rules. This kicks so much ass. It is kind of a scam that, like, there's so many breakfast foods that it really are just pastries. That's, it's just like, it's, dude, it's, it's like, hey, do you want cake or pie? It's like, it's breakfast. Like, what are you, why? an animal? And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Do you want a muffin or do you want, like, a strudel or a turnover? Or a, <laughs> no. or a hostess cupcake. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. yeah or, this, it's... or this bag of sugar. <laughs> dude, I fucking, yeah, I have noticed that. Like, because every once in a while, I'll be like, I, I stopped doing this, but I would, because uh, 
this is oh god this is so i can't believe i started saying this okay this is so sad so at the grocery store <laughs> it's too late you're already in i know that's what i'm saying i have to finish it uh because it's not the it's not the type that i can just back out on like i usually do but uh i was at the grocery store one time and uh i just like <laughs> this is over a period of several times i went there i would always like walk down the cereal aisle and just like look at the fucking cereal i couldn't eat and just like look and like look you know what i mean uh like give it the eyes and i would just stare just like creepy stare also, dude were you also like smacking yourself over the shoulder with a belt like while you're staring at <laughs> <laughs> like uttering some like ancient latin prayer <laughs> and I, I i did it i did it so much that i the Make i sure think... the buckle digs into your skin oh god <laughs> oh <laughs> damn it um yeah but uh the like like two trips ago to the grocery store i was like i started to do it and i was like patrick like just don't like it's there's nothing for you there like just keep it moving Dude, you're punishing yourself yeah you're punishing you're, yourself. why are why are you punishing yourself you've done nothing wrong oh wow uh, fruit loops <laughs> now with less sugar let me look at the dietary oh fuck that's still like it so much it's so much it's like saying it's, it's it's like well you're only a little bit dead, you know. <laughs> well, okay. It's so it's it's cool that you bring this up. This is my favorite. It is pretty one cool. Of my, one of my favorite tropes of the podcast is that you could be talking about anything and we can have a topic that we're talking about where anything you say can relate to it. This is particularly good because well, I'm a very relatable person. You're very relatable, <laughs> and we're also we're talking about we're talking about uh, you know uh, a man and his philosophy, which I think is is, is particularly it's rather engaging if 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 not uh you know bleak uh it's something that i think we can all identify with it's it's you know grappling with the consequences uh of the choices we have made yeah. and grappling with the vertigo that we feel uh in the face of you know temptation in the face of endless options and in the face of our own freedom you know yeah dude it is uh well it's, it's good old of, existentialism yeah man why not yeah and i can yeah. say that word now existentialism yeah you can say it we, we, we went through it last episode <laughs> yeah um it was uh yeah 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 i, I that, that's a small you know ben in a life that is pretty much just small victories at this point you know i'll take it well, that's the thing too. I mean, because there's so many there's so many questions that spring up when you when you were relating that little tidbit about like going down the aisle and like you know like every so you know according to existentialism, well, let's just dive into the topic because <laughs> well, while I have you, while I have you right now, all right. <laughs> uh, um, but like you know, this is so fraught with like those very questions of like how how in control of myself am I? Uh, and not only that, but like. The fact that there is actually nothing to force me from walking down that aisle and just grabbing a box and just pouring it into my face. I'm ready like, to walk that aisle. Yeah. What? What's to stop you? Woo! What's to stop you? But that's what that's that's what also I think is like is is so um, really kind of grabs you by the throat about existentialism is that you know you are making a decision to not you know. Uh, uh, indulge in in the in these let's call it what it is candy cereals anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't have them anymore no. because you made a decision for yourself, right? But that no. decision is really only as strong as how how strong you are in that very very moment, that yeah, one moment right there. Who the fuck is gonna look at me and look at the cereal and be like, no, and like jump yeah, and like no. like who? 
no one's going to stop you. So Why would they? So what is there to stop you <laughs> from just opening a bag and being like, fuck it. God. <laughs> then um, like, what, you have no what idea. Actually stop you, you have no idea how many times I'm just like, what are they going to do? If I just fucking just start eating cake and crying, what are they going to do? What could they do? So what does stop you? Um, <laughs> Let me ask you that. Health reasons. <laughs> sure. But like. Here's, because here's the deal. Because the secret, Ben, let me tell you the secret. The yeah. secret uh, is that, you know, if you like, because I like, I don't like pump iron or whatever, but like I run or go for long walks or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. So if you're eating like shit, but you're still exercising, it's like there's no, like I, I hate one of these. So let's get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't do anything. There's no point. Yeah. Right. So fuck you, Ben. <laughs> well, what I'm saying though is that, like, why, why do you hold these values to begin with? Why are you why why are you trying to get healthy now? You know, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, I What's guess your goal. I man? guess the overall goal is to, uh, I guess, delay my inevitable demise. Why? Why do you want to delay that? You know, there's there's still stuff to do. You know what I mean? There's so there's, much. Uh, Black Widow hasn't you... come out yet. There's still there's still things you want to experience in your life. The Taskmaster. I cannot fucking believe the Taskmaster is in a fucking. Sorry to keep saying fuck, but a, in a uh, Marvel <laughs> movie, man, that that rules. That character is so awesome. Who's the Taskmaster? What? The Taskmaster. So he's he's like one of the villains in the upcoming uh, Black Widow. <laughs> okay. <movie. laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah. Let's so not, he, he has photogenic. He has photo. Ben, let's fucking dish. Uh, there's, uh, so he has photogenic reflexes. So if he, he like sees you do something, he can do it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So like, as long as it's not like something like shooting lasers out of your hands or whatever. So basically what he does is he, he studies like, you know, the black Panthers copy you really yeah. well. So he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll start the black Panthers fighting style for a while, like through video. And okay. then after that, he can fight the black Panther because he knows what the black Panther is going to do. Cause he knows his fucking style, dude. Okay. It rules. So he has a um, he has a shield like Captain America's in the comics. Ben, uh, the Taskmaster <laughs> is the one who uh, who taught John Walker, who on uh, Disney Plus right now is running around pretending to be Captain America. And let me tell you, bro, people are not having it. Uh, but in the comic books, Taskmaster taught him John Walker. The Patriot, he was then known as Super Patriot, okay. I guess. Ugh. Yeah, Super Patriot. It was a different time then. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, so, you can't have a character like that anymore, I don't think. No. No, it's, it's. I mean, can you imagine? See, that's why Captain America and Superman rule, is that they they they, they sort of um, affect you. Like, like we can't have, like, you, you can't make someone up now with that much optimism. Yeah, not really. Everyone like, has to be an anti-hero now. Yeah, as long... Well, I mean in, like, relation... Uh, that as well, but, but I also mean in relation to, like, um, patriotism. Like, whenever there's... One thing that's kind of interesting, and this doesn't particularly bother me, I just think it's worth noting, is that usually in, like, uh, these shows or movies, whenever someone's, like, really patriotic, they're, like, kind of dumb, which is, like... Yeah, it, it, feels, weird, like, it but... feels almost like this, this whole, like, century has been imbued with a uh, strong sense of cynicism and yes. pointlessness because and of absurdity <laughs> well not because of suck because of uh let's call it let's call it the one-two punch of world war one and world war two uh, um yeah and and then and then the looming 
<laughs> the looming threat of like complete global meltdown right afterwards. Um, Man, it kind of felt like what really not a lot of time between the two wars, huh? I never really thought about it that way. No, it was there was there was not a lot of time between the wars. There was a horrific war, and then a horrific depression, and then a more horrific war, and then fifty years of like really really fucking uncomfortable tension and don't um, even get us started on our neighbor because they are driving us crazy what canada yeah <laughs> just getting in our business you know what i mean popping yeah in. just so nosy hey you're not kramer <laughs> canada fuck off <laughs> oh I'm from that canada. Ice just slides slides right into the apartment um but uh no so we were talking about John Paul Sartre, right? Yes. And he, he's living. He's living in these times. Uh, these times that like our parents lived through. Uh, like you know, uh, this like tension of like the, the world. First of all, the world could be destroyed at any moment. Yes. Okay. Like completely destroyed. Uh, so what's the point of doing anything? Um, well, there and really kind of isn't one. I mean, it feels like it. I mean, like what's uh, again? Like let's talk about it. Like wh what's what's to stop you from saying that? Like it feels like there is no point. If like if we if we can destroy ourselves so easily in the matter of like a few seconds, yeah. Why are we still going? I mean, like people still have their day to day lives. People still have their goals. People still are trying to do stuff. You um, still want to see Black Widow? Like why? I think why because, do you still want to do that in uh, the face of the? I think of, like, because most people don't want to um, just you know admit what all of us secretly know deep down inside that you know everything is pointless and there's no real you know goal there's no end goal with life you know what i mean but sure the thing is that a lot there's some people who are able to uh ignore that uh a lot easier than others so that's why people aren't constantly just walking around just having nervous breakdowns at the fucking grocery store or whatever Sure. Well, do you think it's something that has to be ignored or why can't it just be something that's accepted and, and, uh, well, I'm know, saying, oh, I, I think it should be accepted, dealt but, with. but I think, I think a lot of people probably would not think so, but, um, I don't know. I think, you know, because it's like, it's, uh, kind of what I, going back to what I said earlier about, uh, uh, about, uh, Captain America and Superman where uh -huh. like you can't come up with a character like that today you know what i mean it's just to it, it, you would think it's just naive you know what i mean you would think it, it's naive well, you, know, you know what's funny i was so, about to say if they did that it would have to be for like a children's book or something and then i remembered it was a comic book in the 60s like it was definitely a fucking children's book yeah well that's the thing so so do you, are you saying that like you know adult human beings are walking around like all of us are walking around like knowing for a fact that uh quietly very quietly deep down inside so you think that everyone sort of knows acknowledges yeah. the absurdity of life and on the the those those long dark nights of the soul it becomes a little little more pan for some people you know yeah so for well, some people it, it's sort of something that gnaws at them uh all the time and for yeah. other people it just is just like whatever you know hang loose yeah, hang loose and Brother. fancy free. Well, so here's what here's where Sarch is, is is sort of trying to get get into, is uh, we're the only first of all we're the only animal. I think where we left off last time was he's we're talking this. about he's well he's not like no it's not. <laughs> it's what's funny is that I want to say I want to chime in and go he's into this, but it's so much more co it's kind of more complicated than that. That's so strange. <laughs> but um. But like what I guess what he's ever. getting at I don't, he, he's into this. Um, so dumb. Like like what like that why? 
I guess I guess here's what he's into. I'll tell yeah. you what he's into. Okay. Um, he's into uh, the idea that it's harder now for people to hide in religion or in patriotism, for example, or yes. some sort of like what we would call a, like a naive value system, something that has been undermined by everything that we see around us, the brutality that we treat each other with after, again, this is why I bring up World War One, World War Two. this is the context that he's coming out of, right? Like, you see how horrifically we deal with each other, you deal, you see how easily because of science and, and like technology you see how easily we can destroy ourselves and our very planet yeah uh, you see um uh just how all of the old institutions that we relied on to keep order things like the church things like the state uh you know things that we thought the things like the family we thought thought that they would like crossing us. guard crossing guards whatever happened to all- crossing guards fucking crumbling pillars crumbling pillars of our society <laughs> you know, there's no foundation anymore pat it, is, it does, seems that, like there's not it seems like there's nothing so what keeps us going because sart notices that like people are still going people after these catastrophes still tend to rebuild why the so, fuck are they doing that my point is okay here, here's what i where i was going because i just yeah what, what i was going to say um <clears throat> excuse me is that like I said, you can't have Superman or Captain America, but you couldn't create them now. But the reason we all love, still love them is that we kind of just grew, we, we, we were born and we knew about it right away. And we we're like, yeah. all right, whatever. So like with the things in, in society that you think uh, might be uh, trapping, uh, trapping the, uh, the everyday person, uh, it's just something that we've all grown up with. We didn't even like how like take for granted. You take for granted the fact that like, yeah, that you that people are conditioned enough to not open up, you know, cereal boxes and, and, and eat them in like the grocery store. And so sure. everyone just goes everyone just goes along with it, man. Well, isn't that kind of scary, though? To it's think like about society. How, like... We, we live in a society. You know? Right, but but the idea of it being that like the the only thing really holding that society together that these rules these hidden rules right of like uh, the things that like are holding us like in our in our like status quo roles as someone who does not like just open up an entire like box of of cinnamon toast crunch in yeah. the middle of the aisle and just bathes in it like fucking Scrooge McDuck <laughs> <laughs> like. The only thing that's holding you back there is like, is like social judgment, maybe, uh, you know, social rules, things that have been imposed, conditioned into you. Um, but those are so, so like, you know, uh, fucking lame, threat, th- lame, threadbare. Like they're not there. There's nothing there, man. Like you can <laughs> like all it takes. What he's trying to get to, what Sartre is trying to, to really like uh, clarify here is the idea of uh there is this ultimate freedom that is more of a curse than a blessing uh, that like there is nothing stopping us. There really is nothing stopping us from jumping no. off that cliff no. at any time, uh, because when faced with the absurdity of life, there is no like justification for what you should do. And that's where he gets to like the idea of how humanity, this, uh, this idea of being uh, like for itself is what we briefly talked about last time. It's uh, it's this being that kind of has a lack. This freedom is like a, is is something that like lacks that we lack. It's a nature that we lack, basically. And he says that like, hey, fuck you. Well, no, he says that this is this is kind of interesting. This is what makes us so like unique and and such a a, a vulnerable species yeah. is that 
Everything else has an essence, a baffling one. Everything else has an essence. Everything else that we, you know, perceive in our in our sphere of consciousness uh, has like a role to play. And we're the only ones that kind of don't, he argues. He says that because of this freedom that allows us to act at any moment in a way that is not predictable or not conditioned, uh, that we therefore have no essence. He says that for us, existence precedes essence. And that's why we're... You know, he's eating that like for humans, everyone is technically an existentialist, which means that we don't have an essence. We're constantly building it with every one of our actions. It's kind of like how Mormons are like, well, we're all Mormons. You just don't know it. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. But this is uh, this is a little more un- unhinged, a little more unfettered. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is definitely unhinged. We yeah. Also, I'm sorry we keep uh, plugging our <laughs> Patreon, but it's. Ben, it's $5 a month. It's $5 a month to, uh, to get premium content. You get you get at least four episodes uh, a month. And I say at least because they're normally on a weekly basis, but sometimes uh, we have horrendous tech problems because Ben and I, despite being raised with technology, are just totally confused by it. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we fucking, didn't we do an episode about that too? What? The uh, technology or <laughs> or the fact that we uh, can't control our own actions. <laughs> um, I don't know. But, well, Never we mind. did a lot of episodes. Um, what what I'm talking about is... Don't is, subscribe. Well, I mean, no, subscribe for sure. No, don't. We don't deserve it. <laughs> um, no, we deserve it. No, we did. A, yeah, I'm we, sorry. Like, yeah, I totally went. Uh, like, I don't remember. What were we talking about? Because I, I had a point to make, I feel like. We were talking about uh, how we there, there's there's nothing. Oh, Mormons on our, our okay on, okay so yes, Mormons, I mentioned Mormons <laughs> on our Patreon. We did a three episode special about Mormons, and it they we both spoiler I think kind of both come to the conclusion that like it kind of you know what it kind of rocks a little. It kind of rocks. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, it's, it's one of the good ones. The cosmology of it's just incredible. And that and the health benefits too. Also, sure. the health benefits. Yeah, that that that, that that's also good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. But moving <laughs> the, on from the from the, health, the health the health benefits of existentialism is, is is much. You see much less of them because they actually force you to smoke in existentialism. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you convert to existentialism, you're actually forced to smoke. You convert. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your religion? Uh, existentialism. I fucking suck. That fucking sucks. No point. Um, well, but see, so, that's so, the thing. That's why you can't do that all the time because people are like, "Wow, what a fucking loser bummer you are." Well, that's what. So that's what starts trying to get to. He's like, "Well, there's got to be a fucking like positive spin on this." He's like, "Essentialism needs to have some sort of ethos. It can't just be like, oh, there's no point to life. Let's just give up.'" Go to therapy. Like, this guy badly well, <laughs> needed therapy. It sounds like. No, no, no. He he didn't need therapy. He's oh. he's trying he's trying to come up with his own therapy in a way. Oh. He's basically saying that like there is there when you look into yourself in the context of like the world that we live in right now and realize that there is no fundamental like meaning imbued from the outside to our lives. We have to produce meaning ourselves that like kind of uh, 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 reveals our like true freedom in the world that causes kind of a panic. And so the question he's trying to answer is basically, well, how do we keep from panicking and building upon like worthwhile projects in our life? Right. And so that's when he starts talking about this idea of like authenticity is one of his main things is, is 
uh, for like an existentialist ethos, uh, like a morality, is to just keep an authentic life, uh, is to deal with life authentically. Oh, okay. uh, I will. Yeah. The end. So, yeah, end but it's of, not that easy. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, nothing's ever be... easy. Can we, can we just have one thing that's fucking easy? Well, this could be easy. It just it, it just might not be. What do you think? You know, what do you think living your life authentically would mean? Like, what does that mean for you? Um, I, I would say uh, living your life uh, to the fullest uh, adapt and also adapting your pers personality or beliefs or whatever to a world that sometimes doesn't care about that well that's a good really good point to make yeah one thing that he brings up is the thank you the indifference the indifferentness of the world yeah <laughs> that we we're essentially thrust into like a video game basically like without our consent thrust into this world that's filled with all these other objects all these other objects might have consciousness we'll never really know for sure <laughs> man what if it turns but, out they do well Oh, so Yikes! And what? What if it turns out that none of them do? What if it turns out that every every person you've been dealing with has just been an automaton? You know that. Um, like, I cannot tell you how fucking pit. It better not be Ben. <laughs> if you are an automaton, you have to tell me now because like everyone is. Everyone has been a robot. Everyone who you've ever. Dealt I with been a robot. then I'll start pissing on them to, to short circuit them. I will be so <laughs> angry for so many different reasons. But everyone in your life, even even your own parents, because like you wouldn't have noticed until but it was it's revealed. Clearly, to you. someone someone's fucking with me. If I'm the only person <laughs> in the world who's not an automaton, then someone set me up. I don't know who. I have some suspicions, but okay. I don't. I, I I would. Oh man, because that would mean because. If you were, if no one was, okay, now we're getting into it. Here we go. Finally, we, we caught, we caught the ratchet on this one. Oh, <laughs> okay. So if you were, if you, if it was somehow revealed to you that you were the only conscious being on the planet, let's say, or even in the universe, everything else was just going along mechanically. You're would, what you're I saying. Would, what I you're assuming, first and, of all, I would stare at the sun, uh, open my eyes as wide as I can and just scream until I pass out. <laughs> I'd be so mad. You'd have no like that. The it is. This is making me so angry. The idea of that is so. It's like I've I've cried over you people. I've fallen in love with some so, of you, and you're not even real. You're a, this, a robot. This is interesting. So what I'm what I'm getting at. I'm not trying to imply that this is the case. This, this is, I'm not I know this it's is true. not. It would be but, insane if I thought that. But here's the thing: Are you more are you more convinced that that's not true because it's illogical, or because it is just psychologically unacceptable for you? Oh, it just that that it's illogical, for sure. That it's illogical because yeah. it's not necessarily illogical. It 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 could happen. Like it's it's tech. What I'm saying is it's theoretically possible. Don't you fucking make air quotes with your fingers? You think I can't see you over the internet, Ben? I can. So fucking stop, unless you want me to break your other arm, all right? So cut it out. Oh, yeah. I have a broken arm, by Ben the way. has a broken arm. And if you want to find out why, listen to our Patreon. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what a lame bitch that would be. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Find out why. No, I just tripped because I'm an idiot. But Yeah, um... so, yeah ben, is, uh, ben is probably the dumbest smart guy I know because you just I, – I, I don't get this how – This is – completely proven it i've fought you on that before yeah. like so many times but yeah. like yeah you're right yeah of course i am 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Robots, man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck <laughs> that shit. You know okay, why? So- because I don't uh, like being tricked. And this is the biggest trick that anyone has ever done. Okay, so let's say it's not a trick, though. Let's say that that's just what happened, okay? So you'd be the only consciousness. So that means, so according to Sartre, that's, this basically means that you're the only consciousness that's living for itself. Okay, you're the only being that has goals, that has motivations, that has desires, that experiences life yes. uh, at a like limited horizon, basically. Oh, I have a limited okay. horizon. Trust me. So, but so then, so then what, what makes your life meaningful to you like what makes you happy what makes you turn back around and say that was a meaningful life or that that moment was meaningful for me or you know that was a good decision or that was even a good day like what are the kind of things that like you know prop up your your life Uh, a lot well a lot of things there uh uh, i like uh telling jokes and being funny uh Uh let's see what else i like uh this podcast is fun Sure. Uh, what else? The um, the the breeze in the summer. Yeah, that's that feels good. The blood so- red moon of October. <laughs> Lucifer's elbow of but- September. <laughs> the Lucifer's elbow. That's what I have right now. I have Lucifer's elbow. You know, um, the whole thing with Lucifer is a little annoying because everybody thinks that the devil is Lucifer, but that's just not. That's not true. Did you know that? Yeah, I know, I know about yeah, I know about the demonology of it. I mean, <laughs> like yeah. Well, what what exactly pisses you off about it? Because so here's what Lucifer. Pisses- I know is not the devil. I mean, th- there's like six different people who are involved in this whole story. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> what's the deal with Lucifer, the Lord of Darkness? No. So, um, and that, I have only recently been able to wrap my head around this. I don't know why. I think I just finally found an article that explained this to me in a way that made sense. Okay. So, all right. So the where, where they say Lucifer in the Bible, um, they're like, uh, Lucifer was a star. Yes. In fact, uh, Jesus at one point is called the mor- the, the 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 morning star, or whatever. Wait, I, th- I thought Lucifer was the morning star. That's what I'm saying. Is it's bullshit. Uh, like the word Lucifer, all it means is light is light bringer is what it was what it means in like the Latin or whatever. Uh, yeah. So uh, the name Lucifer is not inherently bad at all. It's just like a thing. Like again, again, yeah. they, they they call they called Christ uh, the the a, Luc- the a morning star as well. Uh, but so oh, okay. So what happens is it's this like verse of the Bible where they're like um they're uh they're, they're it's someone taunting like a Babylonian king. Uh, and and they're they're mocking them, and uh-huh. uh, they're they're and at one point they call that they say like look your kingdom's been destroyed or whatever, and you you thought you were better than God well guess what fuck face you're not, uh, but he he calls he calls them oh Lucifer son of the morning like in a mocking tone, like oh like, to it's the like, king yes it's so he's calling a king this bright wonderful star because ironically because his kingdom yeah. got destroyed so but he's just he's dragging him. Yeah, he's dragging. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, yeah. it is fucking yeah. He's getting drugged. Yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, getting dunked on again, and then getting dunked on back then was like really bad. Like that, that, yeah. that actually they 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 could if you got dunked on, uh, back then in like the uh, in like guess, yeah the ancient Babylonian times. Yeah, then it was you know 
it's pretty humiliating, especially because they used your wife's head as the basketball. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, it was I, really brutal time back then. Yeah, you know, I know that there's a lot of negative stereotypes about uh, people from Babylon, but Ben, sometimes you have to take responsibility for your actions. Sorry. Yeah. Babylonians. Anyway, so fuck it, fuck it. So over the years, uh, because what happens is they talk about like Satan falling from Earth. Okay. Yeah. And they sort of describe in that when when he's when he's mocking the king, they kind of describe something somewhat similar, like your kingdoms, like you're being cast down now. Your kingdoms destroyed. And so people thought, oh, okay, he's they're talking to a devil, Lucifer. Okay, that's the name of the devil too. Oh right, so like the, all the stuff about like, like, a, uh, like the Lucifer being God's right hand man, that all came from Milton, didn't it? Or like yeah, dude, there's so uh, yeah, there's so much of this that I'm learning about that like it's just Christian folklore. Like it's it's there's no basis in the Bible on any like you know what I mean? Like uh like the wandering Jew, you know what I mean? You, you know that story? We gotta do we gotta do an episode on that. <laughs> We got to do like a Patreon episode on like, man, like we have Christian to stop talking mythology. about our Patreon. We've done like Demology. 19 plugs. <laughs> Sorry. We're so, so this is, ha- I swear it's happening organically. We always forget to mention it. So we're making yeah, up for lost time. Not, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're kind of reemerging from quarantine slowly, but surely <laughs> we're like, Incredibly oh yeah, slowly, let's try yeah. to do this podcast again. And we're not um, sure of <laughs> ourselves at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. I, I would love to look, learn more about that shit. The wandering uh, Jew real quick. Cause that story yeah, go so for much it. ass. So the wandering Jew um, is this guy. There's a few different versions of it, but the one that I that I think is the most fascinating is so when uh, when uh, when Jesus Christ was getting uh, crucified, he was being crucified with like two other people, right? Yeah. There's three thieves, and one of the thieves basically says like the stories that he says to Jesus, like, "Hey, why don't you like." save us you're like if like if, you, if you're this savior this messiah why don't you save us right now and then the other yeah. thief is like basically shuts him down and he's like you know this guy didn't do anything wrong we actually did something wrong so like don't compare don't compare us stuff like that and then jesus looks at him and he says today or so he says something along the lines of like like today you'll you're going to heaven like you'll be in heaven yeah, today you'll be walking with me in the kingdom of heaven right he's the only p- individual in the bible i believe who is actually like Oh, no, that be in heaven who yeah, knows yeah. that he's heaven bound you you know yeah. and what's what's interesting in the bible is after that happens after he says it to him they note that the other thief went like yes you like <laughs> did like a <laughs> he tore he tore his own arm off he started arm. raising the roof he was like, so yes. excited so the, the christian myth so that is all in the bible the christian okay. myth is that the other thief okay He's uh-huh. cursed to like walk the lands uh, until uh, until Christ comes back. So oh, he's called okay. the wandering a, Jew. A nice tidbit of Christian anti-Semitism. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, no, well, I don't know if it was anti-Semitism. I, th- I think it was just because it's just I don't know. Uh, uh, but anyway, so uh, there's, there's nothing negative about Jews in the story. Like they're not like, trying to spread propaganda. Yeah. I think it's just a thing. I think I could be wrong. This might. I'm not actually a biblical scholar, so who knows. Um, but what happens is, so he just kind of wanders uh, around doing stuff. Uh, and I used to, uh, 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 to host a podcast that Ben was sometimes called, called the called the Lanalax Corporation. And there's yes. a character on there named the Prince of Vegetables, and uh, that was part of his uh, origin. That was slowly. Um, he was on. Yeah, he was the other thief. 
Yeah. Or was he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he, he also was uh, uh, like, <laughs> he also was in the Garden of Eden. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, oh, he also was there when, uh, well, I think when, like when Christ brought Lucifer, back, or no, brought uh, Lazarus back to life. But what's, what was funny about that is that <laughs> those are origins that were mentioned <laughs> literally one time each over the span of 730 episodes. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, if you didn't know that, you'd be like, what? When did that happen? You know what, what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about? But it what's interesting... vegetables, and he skied around on carrots. That's yeah, it's, it is the dumbest thing <laughs> ever. Anyway, so uh, Fargo, the season that has... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ewan McGregor playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, what is that woman's name who plays his uh, his his girlfriend? Because she fucking rules, dude. Like she's in so oh. many good movies. Yeah. She fucking. Yeah. Rules. I don't. I don't know her name, but she rules. If, if you see her, Ben, tell her I said that she rules. I'll, t- I'll tell. I'll tell her you said that. Please. I I don't know her name. I've seen her in, in stuff before. She's yeah. Well, she rocks. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So in that season, um, the guy that do you, you, you saw that season, right? Yeah, yeah. So when his girlfriend um, goes to that bowling alley, uh, that's kind of like a weird, almost in between. It's if you read into it, if you want to oh, read into it, it's kind of like a sort of weird dream sequence. That one. It's a place where where souls are being judged before they go to heaven. Essentially, okay. Is, oh, cool. Is, is is my interpretation of it and. The internet's also. I looked it up, but uh, so the guy Ray Wise is in it, and uh, the guy that he that she talks to is is implied to be the Wandering Jew because he has, like, in one story about this uh, this 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 poor Jewish man, uh-huh. uh, they they give him a name, uh, a first and last name, which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't remember what sure. it is, but that was that character's name. Yeah, Murray Horowitz, I think. Yeah, Murray, yeah, very Horowitz. It's it's Murray. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Wandering Jew is is such a bizarre story, but yeah. So th- the we, point we, is that all that stuff isn't even in the Bible. There's all kinds of stuff that that we believe in, and then it's like like the idea of Satan being like a like a cloven hoofed fucking little goat boy bitch or whatever. Like that's yeah, that, all that's like a, from, that's a whole mess of Mesopotamian stuff. A whole yeah. mess of Mesopotamia. And Ben, don't even fucking <laughs> get me started on the Mesopotamians. I am so <laughs> sick of hearing about the ancient Mesopotamians. Mesopotamians. Hey, guess what? Civilization would have eventually started, maybe. So <laughs> kick rocks. Oh, we're the first civilization. <laughs> yeah. We're the cradle of everything. Well, guess yeah, well, what? The Chinese were right around the corner. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Massive fucking Mesopotamians. <laughs> just a bunch of losers. Um, man, we should do a history spinoff. We'll just, just do the Mesopotamians. <laughs> and how much we hate them. Or how much yeah. I do. Apparently. I guess I hate them. Yeah, apparently you're know. really not into them. I have no idea, but... <laughs> Um, well, let's let's finish up with JP uh, JP Sart, huh? Sure. Uh, we got we still have a couple things that we can mention about him. Uh, he um, okay. So there's a, a couple of fun facts. Uh, now he, to know and share. To know and share. So we were just talking about how pissed off and and, and profoundly freaked out you'd be if you found out that everyone you'd ever known and experienced in life uh, had been like a robot, like a, an automaton. Yeah, absolutely. Like like now, my eyes would glow. What's weird is that Sartre kind of offers the opposite premise for what a true a true hell would be like. 
Um, and he writes it in this book called, or it's actually a play called No Exit. Um, and it's called No Exit because it, it is imagining hell is just a room that you wait in with other people as other people just judge you oh, forever. Th- that was his thing? Yeah, that was Paul Sartre, and and you know the very Sartre. the very famous, very very famous line that comes from that play is "Hell is other people." Yeah, right. Um, and there's a really specific philosophical connotation there too. Like he means something very specific there. Uh, and yeah, to like go, what? well, to go back to our, our idea of like, <laughs> I'm glad you asked because we're gonna get really technical. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, the times we have been. Um, but I mean, oh, this is, you're going to have a blast with this one. Um, oh, but going going back to the idea of phenomenology, right, and and sort of like analyzing our own experiences as we experience them, right? Phenomenology, phenomenal. Um, we experience things like being and nothingness, um, and like I said before, being in itself, which is like you know an an object just lying inert. Versus a being for itself, which is, uh, you know, a, a being that has some sort of perceptive consciousness that, uh, no. like, has, that strives for itself for one reason or another, right? Uh, and um, those are these two fundamental types of being, being for, being in itself, being for itself. But then once you get past being for itself, you know, you're a person with goals and you try to pursue those goals, you are stifled <laughs> often, by what Sartre calls uh, uh, "être pour pour autre," um, which is French for "being for others," hmm. uh, which is basically this entire. It's sort of like it's sort of like his interpretation of the superego. It's this asp- this dimension of your entire personality, your entire psychological process that is dealing with what other people are thinking about you. <laughs> wow! Yeah, right. Jeez. Because you're not only. W- so the purpose of me bringing up the idea of like, well, you know, you'd be profoundly freaked out if no one else had a consciousness. But what if you were never, ever in a position where it was just you, where there are countless other consciousnesses that are aware of you and they have their own values, their own goals and their own judgments like, you know, I'm technically alone in my room right now. Right. And so I'm not really worried about anyone other than you maybe judging me. But what if like every single lamp in this room had a personality and like a set of values? Like what if they were all like just the cattiest gay dudes ever? And they're like and they're like and so and so I can't I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't turn them off without them saying something snippy. Dude, they're in your room. Think (laughs) about all of I mean, the room is where you go to be like private. Private, you know what I mean? yeah. Like it's not gonna be good. The stuff that they have on you, the stuff they know that you've done. Yeah, but then so think about in your life all the times where you subject yourself to other consciousnesses. Like you have to do that at some point. You have to go outside. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to meet people. Uh, you know, yeah. you go on you go on dates. You you go with friends. You have to make sure that people laugh at your jokes. You know, I'm things. St- like yeah, that. I'm still trying like, to figure that out. Where I mean, does the like, punchline go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Wherever they laugh. <laughs> okay, because no it's one like, will tell it's me. That's so unhelpful. It's such an no unhelpful one... answer. I just want to an answer. Laugh. <laughs> no one will let me know. I mean, that's that's probably the worst uh, like paradox for a comedian. It's where do you put the punchline? Wherever they laugh. Well, where do they laugh? Wherever you put the punchline. Well, you know, there are certain <laughs> certain comedians where that 
they don't know why they don't know why anyone's laughing. <laughs> those, those, those are normally like 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 severely mentally ill people. The thing about stand up that's very interesting is that not every not all the time or anything like that, but like and not necessarily like on a, like on a, on a nightly basis, but like every once in a while you just meet someone who you realize is clinically insane. And there's yeah. you can't it's not like you can't they're not doing anything wrong. They're just nuts. And, they're, and, they're, yeah. and they're saying stuff that makes no sense. And you laugh because it's fucking insane. Uh, but like, and the they don't know. They're getting such a false sense of approval. Yeah. Too, and like, you, you, know? you don't laugh at their jokes. You just laugh at the, all the in, insane stuff. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of my favorite parts about, about, about comedy. It's just the fucking weirdos, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The fucking you know what I mean? weirdos. Like fuck, like That's... like, Sean Camp was a guy who. Uh, R.I.P. He's he's unfortunately passed on, but he had uh, a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, disorders. Would 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 say, and he would do stand up, and it it was, it, it was touched for sure. It was glorious. <laughs> I it was like the most amazing thing. Yeah. Like like when I ran an open mic at Kick Butt Coffee, sometimes I just wouldn't light them. I would just let them go. What do you think was one of your favorite bit? Do you remember like any any good ones by Sean Camp? Yeah. Yeah. So the so the deal with Sean Camp is that, and um, also this is like a public thing. We're we're not betraying anyone's trust by talking about mental mm-hmm. illness like 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 it's, it's it's mentioned a lot with him you know what i mean yeah. and i believe and i believe even in the obituary probably anyway yeah but so this is this is that that that's why i didn't say we're not, what, we're not talking out of turn here well, that's why i didn't say what specific disorders he has i just felt yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was kind of maybe whatever anyway so sure the deal with him is that he loved too much probably but he <laughs> he would uh like tell jokes where i I got what they were what they were going for, like I, I, I like I like I I recognize them as attempts at jokes, yeah. Set up in a punchline, sometimes attack. Like th- that's kind of what he did. It was he was a pretty kind of bare bones joke writer, and yeah. but they never made sense, um, and or or they kind of made sense, but like not really, you know. There's like, a, there's like a step missing a lot of the times, you know, where it's like yeah. I would see it maybe after he was done with the joke, after he like delivered the final punchline or the final tag, I would be like, oh, 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 okay, I see the connection he's trying to make, but like I couldn't have guessed if I didn't have that last piece of information. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't uh, know. If that's okay, here's one. It. Here's one. A virgin birth, but he was just born. <laughs> see that's, that's like a zen con yeah so it's a thing where you think about it and you go you oh think okay. about it and you're like what i guess what the joke <laughs> is that the joke is that he's admonishing someone for making fun of this child for being a virgin and then yeah. it's like well he was just born that's unreasonable that was the joke but like it it's pretty good it's, it's fun that's what i'm saying is that like i loved i loved this guy yeah you know what i mean uh like i just because we never really spoke he would sometimes send me messages at like four in the morning uh never threatening just kind of odd i would just go sure. all right whatever like it, would, it didn't ever bother me um but he 
he sounds like someone who at least lived as authentically as he could. That's that's who's that's someone who I would say kind of had an authentic life. Yeah, he was an open if, mic if, warrior, dude. He would. Yeah, he, if, if if not if not a little tragic. I mean, like you know, for sure. he didn't have the best uh, uh, the best experiences. I don't think, but no, like he never really betrayed himself. He never lived in bad faith, which is uh, which is important. Yeah. He ruled, man. Uh, he would he would travel like he lived in San Antonio towards the end of his life, and he would he would leave. He would come to Austin to do open mics yeah. from San Antonio. Like they have them there, and like he would he would say like I'm never gonna do a, a comedy showcase. I'm just gonna do open mics. Like that's what I do. Okay, like that's what I fucking do. And it's like, all right, man. Like that's cool. That's interesting. That's okay, really interesting too. It's, man, I I have thought about this guy. I put so much thought into this guy, and uh, <laughs> like I was, I'm obsessed, obsessed with this. Okay, he, this joke that he said, this made me laugh uncontrollably because I was not expecting it. He had he had a he had a, he had a joke where he said, he goes, he goes, uh, I'm. He also kind of talked like this. He goes, uh, I'm yeah, tri. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm trisexual. Uh, I lo- <laughs> I love uh, women, men, and the United States of America. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, just man, he was uh, he was something else. He was fucking something else, man. He really was. Yeah. He really is just like a, yeah, just shine on crazy diamond. That's like the, the thing. Goes, it's a Sid Barrett thing. Yeah. 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 It's, where, it's very much a Sid Barrett thing with him. Yeah. Actually. Where and then sometimes you think about it and you're like. So like was, I don't I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just um just bizarre, you know. Yeah. If some if someone could have like caught that fire earlier, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. If that Man. was if that if that was even possible, God, we should we should write a movie about. <laughs> I okay. I'll say this. I had an idea. Well, I did have a, an idea kind of based on something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you afterward, but okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, man. He, he kicked so much ass, so much ass. Uh, and it was just, it, cause man, he fucking ruled. He just ruled so hard. <laughs> I, I, I love the, you meet these, these people. Like, how would we ever know Sean camp? Yeah. I mean, like, excuse me. Did I ever tell, I, I told you about uh, Bob with two O's, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Bob, Bob with two O's. Bob with two O's. He was a he was a a, a homeless gentleman who would come in and do stand up every once in a while. He'd oh. spell his name Bob with two O's. He would write it out B O B with two O's, which I, I always thought was hilarious because it's like oh like boob, but he never wrote boob. He wrote Bob with two O's. See what, what's what's hilarious <laughs> about is that he did that. Be, it was so important to him yeah. that he, he, he wrote that in a way so that the MC knows, oh, this guy is Bob with two O's. Because yeah. if he just wrote B-O-O-B, you go, here's boob. And then you go, no, it's actually Bob with two O's. He was yeah. so – that was so important for him to convey to you uh, that <laughs> he would write it as a – he would write his name as a sentence, as an explanation. He'd explain yeah. himself. Yeah, Bob with two O's. Uh, yeah, a, a denotator. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Bob what with two O's. That rules. Um, yeah. So these are all authentic people. I, 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 it's funny though you mentioned like these two people 
I, I mentioned Bob with two O's, but like the, these are <laughs> two people who, 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 who I think like live authentically. Uh, and again, getting back to, to this existentialist ethos that Sartre was sort of trying to produce, um, what he opposed to authenticity was this idea of bad faith. And people who live in, ba- in bad faith is basically just like when people are essentially lying to themselves. It's not that much more complicated than that. But in that way where it's like, you know, the, the values that they claim to be instilled with are clearly ones that have been driven into them by like society or, you know, uh, through some sort of like by how they were raised by their family, by religion, by things like that. And it's not really true to what they want to do or what they really believe is right or what they really want to be using their time with. And um, one last little link that we're kind of going to talk going to about is Sartre's unique position in the history of existentialism and Marxism insofar as he was like one of the first guys to try to like unite the two, uh, oh. which is a little hard. Yeah. So going back real quick about uh, in, in the, that play, No Exit, which, by the way, one of the characters is uh, is named Beyonce. And that's where Beyonce got her name. I don't know if you know that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, that's not true at all. OK. But um, I was thinking like <laughs> that is so. Doesn't it rule telling lies like that? Could because here's I was the gonna deal. say it's so easy. I was like, I was so easy to convince people something like that. Yeah, I mean, wh- I mean, maybe your parents really liked that. I don't know. I I don't yeah. know them. You know what I mean? I don't know what they like, or sir, or what even they got their fucking names from. I mean, it's it, it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility that Beyonce's parents were really big fans of sure. Know, who knows? I don't know. Or French literature. Also, it's like. Th- those lies like that rule so hard because no one gets hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, wow, I was betrayed by Ben earlier. <laughs> we talked about about what? Uh, the source of Beyonce's what's, name. What's cool <laughs> what? also is that it's, it's obscure enough. It's a famous enough person, but an ex- obscure enough tidbit that you're not going to look it up because you're, you're satisfied with it being like, that's oh, weird enough. I don't need to look it up. It's probably true. Yeah. I get, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's that guy's name? Paul Schaefer from uh, uh, Saturday, well, he was in Saturday Night Live, uh, and uh, uh, David, David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah, he he. This is actually real. He co-wrote "It's Raining Men." Isn't that kind of nice? Isn't that weird? <laughs> is that one of those lies, or is it true? No, that that's honestly true. You can look it up. Okay. But, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Is like that that easily could be a lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to I used to tell people that um my dad and Robert Plant were roommates in college. That's and people would, interesting. And people and people would believe it. <laughs> I, well, yeah, cuz well, you know, I knew somebody who <laughs> Do you remember Rob? Uh from Maggiano's who, Little Italy? Rico? Yeah, yeah, the Raging Cajun. The Raging Cajun. Uh he t- yeah. <laughs> a friend of his. <laughs> Would go to bars and tell people that he was the baby and three men and a baby, and like people would like <laughs> buy him drinks and stuff. It's like you know, like That's and so he would and he like would look up who the person was. That way he could have like or at least have like answers for people when they're like, yeah. "Oh, what's your name?" He, he he just you know looks up the guy's name ahead of time. But like, what a funny 
And why would you ever buy a beer for that? He didn't do anything. He was a baby. I mean, I, I, if I were drunk enough, I'd do that. That's not, that's yeah, like I something I would do if you were drunk. If I was already drunk, I wouldn't do it if I was like, if I overheard it and he was across the bar. But if I was talking to the guy and he was like, you know, I was a baby and three and a half men, I'd be like, fuck it. I have a shot. Let's do a shot over that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It'd be, it'd be like meeting that every. It's really bizarre that about every like five years or whatever, uh, like uh, magazines or websites will will do this bit where it's like, remember that, you know, naked baby on the cover of uh, of that Nirvana album. Well, now uh-huh. he's like fifteen. This is what he looks like now. It's like, who yeah. cares? Yeah, when well, he's not, like he's like twenty nine now. Yeah, <laughs> he's like our like, age, dude. Like, and also again, They're slightly he's, younger. There's no, you can't be a talented baby. Like, he didn't do anything. He was just, for whatever reason, they just picked this kid. So it's like, yeah. who cares? He didn't, like, at, at well, least I, with. Yeah, he had some talent. At least with that, uh, hey, hey. At least with that, um, that, that lady who was like the bumblebee in that. Uh, um, oh, in the Blind Melon song? Yeah, at least she was like dancing and doing something. And it was an interesting part of the video. Like, yeah. But it's just weird. It's like this kid's 29 and you've all seen his penis. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so many people. I don't think that was his penis, too. I think they had to like, uh, what's it called? Photoshop that in or something. Oh, really? I think so. I think I heard that because they technically weren't allowed to do that. You're not allowed to just like take a. Well, I, I don't know. I, guess I think you, you are. It, it, it's not it's not it's, it's not <laughs> pornographic. And I'm, I'm assuming they had permission from his parents. If they didn't, then I don't know. Otherwise, they just drowned this baby. <laughs> they just drowned. Yeah. Then they took a photo and they were like, hey, you know, that so baby from the Nevermind album. He's dead. He drowned in that. Yeah, pool. because no one saved him because they're too busy taking photos like perverts of his fucking dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, you, you could have done something. It's not like you're doing a nature documentary where it's like, I don't want to interfere with, like, the nature. Yeah. This is this this baby has a soul. <laughs> it has a soul, yeah. It has Less a right by to God. Um, Every well, okay, so- newborn has on their foreheads. People don't tell you this until until you have kids, uh, which, which I have, is that uh-huh. every single baby uh, on their forehead, they have, uh, like, a lipstick on it from being uh, uh, kissed by an angel. And that's how babies are born. And that and that that angel always wears slutty lipstick. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And the, yeah, they 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 leave uh, they leave it behind. It, it it you know it washes off obviously, but yeah, it's well, crazy. Isn't that strange? I, I like I just learned. I didn't that. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Every baby before they're actually born, they're they're kissed by an angel, and they uh-huh. leave behind uh, lipstick. See, that's the thing. Is like, is I don't a understand raunchy, a raunchy lipstick thing. Yeah. Sure. And I don't understand atheist because it's like guys there's an angel like we we've proven that god exists there's an angel yeah. kissing babies like how, how do you explain this how do you explain the shade of red i don't know <laughs> i'm an atheist i'm richard dawkins <laughs> dick dawkins i believe in nothing um well speaking of guys who believe in nothing that's that's pretty much all uh, jean paul Sartre. the last little tidbit that i was going to mention is uh his his um Attempted synthesis of Marxism and uh, existentialism, um, but he ultimately kind of find that too hard, and he ended up just being an anarchist at the end, <laughs> at the end of his life. Whoa! Um, yeah, because but his his ideas, you know, connected to Marx were still, uh, you know, somewhat dialectical. They, they he still believed in like this uh, uh, this like never 
never-ending march of history that will like lead to a conflict between working classes or between classes. Um, but one thing that he really did try to connect with Marxist analysis and existentialism is how both both like outlooks on life sort of lead to uh, a, a state of alienation. In Marxism, it's like you're alienated from your own labor, right? Because you're forced to sell it uh, and then buy it, and then kind of buy it back by buying the commodities that you need. Uh, and then with existentialism, it's more just the cosmic absurdity of life, which alienates you from your own goals, from your own passions, uh, from your own desires, and trying to overcome that alienation. And so... Sartre essentially says that capitalism itself is like one of the biggest forms of bad faith that is taken by people and what distracts them from their, you know, their, their true potential and the type of freedom that they can live their lives with. Right. It's just people are, are using bad faith to justify their like, you know, nine to five job and saying, well, this is how society works. You have to get a job. You have to make money. You have to provide blah, blah, blah. Do I have to? Well, Sartre's saying that, no, not necessarily. You don't necessarily have to. Oh, All right, I forgot. To... Life is pointless. Well, life is life is ultimately, on a cosmic scale, pointless. And therefore, it's up to you. It's your responsibility to imbue it with meaning. And the only way you can imbue it with meaning is by living authentically. The only way you can live authentically is by being true to yourself and really understanding what <laughs> what goals and values you're passionate about because no one else is going to tell you what they are. No. And that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that was all right. I guess I like that guy. Yeah, he's he's all right. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty like easily digestible philosophy, I think. And eight, I'll give it eight uh, out of ten. Eight out of ten. Dean Mans. Eight out of ten. Dean Mans. That's pretty yeah. good. All right. That's up there. That's like the fifth one that you've reviewed, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I always forget to do it. I haven't done it in like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty much it. So and so. One last little life fact is uh, in 1964, he was uh, awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature, and he refused it. <laughs> oh, right. I think you told me. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. He's just, fuck off. I don't want it. Um, I think, I, th you know, I'd, I'll say this. Not one for prizes. Like, who cares? Sure. But, like, I think I would probably accept a Nobel Prize for literature. I would take, that's the thing. I, I would take a Nobel Prize. I'd put uh, it in the bathroom. <laughs> that would be tight yeah what, like like when when they close the door it's just on the back of the door yeah it keeps dropping yeah the frame keeps breaking hey be careful that's my pulitzer prize in there i just being such an <laughs> asshole about it yeah hey can you not slam the door all right that's my pulitzer prize no one they're likes not, me anymore it's a they're a nobel prize um uh, but, uh it's not a noble okay it's a pulitzer so fuck Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a Pulitzer. Um, uh, it's actually, uh, where are your Pulitzer Prizes? Where are your Pulitzer Prizes? Where are your Chelsea Handler books? <laughs> <laughs> I need a Chelsea Handler book. Where's that Chelsea Handler book? Excuse me. Uh, okay, Why does your so voice do that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like so random. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last little bit. Uh, Sartre, Jean-Paul Sartre, he died uh, on the 15th of April uh, in 1980. Uh, and he was, you have to understand, this guy was the, like, probably the biggest, like, public intellectual in Europe <laughs> uh, of, like, the entire 20th century. Man, when he, when he remember died. Remember public intellectuals? 
Yeah, I know. He's like basically the last one. Yeah. When he died, 50,000 Parisians descended onto the Boulevard du Man. Montparnasse to accompany his uh, his cortege, I guess. I don't know how you pronounce that. Cortege or cortege. Basically his like funeral parade. Wow. 50,000 people showed up. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah, quite the send-off. Unbelievable. Huh. And just think, if, if all 50,000 of them had just, you know... <laughs> If they gave him a dollar each, all 50,000. He might have lived. I don't think so. Well, I mean, you know, 50 grand, at least that's something. Yeah, but I don't know if it stops uh, edema of the lung. I don't even know what that is. That's what you he don't, died of. How could you possibly know? Oh. What? Sorry, the, the picture that came up when I looked it up is gross. I, I um, mean, I can't imagine it looks cool. Oh, it means fluid in the lung. So he, 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 he drowned. Oh, that <laughs> is a way I do not want to die. That is, that yeah. is a... Um, Ben, I I don't know if we've played this game yet uh, on the I show, or maybe we did years this. ago. Yeah, how? Uh, what is your least? What at this moment? How do I least want to die? What, yeah, and how would you most want to die? I guess I wouldn't want to. I uh, I mean, st- drowning is pretty bad. Burning to death is pretty bad. I would probably want. Um, I mean, I wouldn't the. The least I want to die, or the 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 way I want to die, the least is probably keep like a mind, slow, a slow cancer. Mind, that money is no object. You can only okay. use the you can only use the money to uh, like assist in your death. This is for for how I do want to die, though. Yeah. Because what I okay, so two ways I don't want to die is like a long, slow, painful illness like cancer. Yeah. Or. Um, being torn apart by chimpanzees. Um, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Those two specifically. The way I, I'd want to die. Yeah. Um, While you're thinking, I will tell you that okay. the, the, the way that I do not want to die. Yeah. Dr- drowning is just man that just especially drowning like your lungs feeling with fluid because you're, you know, you're, you're not underwater and you're yeah. suffocating and it's just horrendous. I would hate to do that. Um, I would hate to be murdered, like regardless of like how they do it, you know. Just, I, because oh, okay. I feel like I would know is being murdered, and I'd be like, "Fuck, this is how my life ends. I'm I'm murdered." I mean, like I guess I would I would hate being stabbed. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. Um, I uh, I think one way I would love to die is yes. um, oh man. So what I would do? Let me tell you what I would do. Okay. If you're still thinking. If, if, you, if you have it, go ahead. But if you're still thinking. I'm still thinking. Here you go. All right. So what I would do is I get, uh, like, uh, NASA uh, and I uh, team up. And okay. we, I this get, is, like. This is space-themed. Yes. Again, money is no object for this. So okay. what I do is um, I, like, blast off in outer space, okay? Uh-huh. And uh, I just, like, I definitely, like, pass the moon, I think. Uh, and then I just like OD on like morphine or something and okay. just fucking, you know, just watch the earth get smaller and smaller and then just fade away. That's right. Um, I think I feel like I'm talking a lot about suicide, but I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm well, in no danger. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. I mean, I figure these are more like fantasy, fantasy deaths. It's like how you'd want to go out. Yeah, you know, ODing on morphine. I mean, I mean what it's completely painless. I think I would take. I think I would take a shit ton of um, uh, of like ecstasy 
and yeah. maybe like uh, and I would have like a reserve like emergency thing of morphine and I would like to a lot of bottle of waters too. Yeah, a lot of water and I would and I would want to be placed like within the radius of a of a like highly explosive nuclear weapon. Oh wow. And I'd want to and I'd oh. want to see and I'd want to see it like see the wave of it coming towards me. Oh wow, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of tight. Yeah. Folks, if you <laughs> let us know how would you like to how die? How you'd like to die and how would you Oh, oh, you know how I would not like to die? Just kicked in the, kicked in the nuts to death. Well, that Can you imagine. But that's <laughs> I guess also death by a thousand cuts, like so undignified. A lot of, like, lacerations that would suck. Yeah. yeah. One thing uh, though, uh, the way that I do want to die is uh, while wearing a pair of Kurgi slippers, folks. There you go, man. Kurgi's <laughs> slippers. Uh, we found they, it. <laughs> they are. Uh, not only do they uh, do they make the best felt slippers that you've ever felt on your feet. <laughs> um, they also sponsor the show. In in a in, in a uh, almost cosmic coincidence, we really enjoy the product. So yeah, uh, it who is. Knew? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? I'm wearing thunk, them right man. now. Are look you? At this, look at these babies. Yeah, look at these bad boys. Oh yeah, you got the purple ones. Yeah, I got that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. hell yeah, they're so, lovely. Ben, not only are they lovely, but they are they're 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 what I would call enchanting. Enchanting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kyrgyz slippers. They're they're made by all women art collective in Kyrgyzstan, a country where they have been making felt slippers for thousands, thousands literally of thousands of years. And folks, a- guess what? What? If you go to our site and you make a purchase now, use our promo code ILK at checkout. In all caps. percent off. Yeah. Yeah. I-L-K for I Learn Nothing. Yeah. And uh, UW said, you definitely said POMO code and not promo code, but uh, also, POMO code? you definitely did. It's, a, post, it's code. a postmodern code. Damn it. <laughs> it's a promo code. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So, it's post, folks. It's a postmodern code. <laughs> go to Kyrgyz.com. K. Y R G I E S. Promo code ILK stands for I learn nothing in all caps at checkout to get 15% off. Ben, so before before we wrap up, so you're a fan of this guy, I'm assuming. I, I like him okay. Yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty good. Um I had to revisit a lot of his stuff because I've mostly read him in high school, believe it or not. Um and didn't God, really you get were him such a strange since. person. Yeah, I remember. I I remember. I had I I had this the same book that I used to research this episode. I was reading as a sixteen year old while uh, my family and I were on vacation in Miami. So I was like this fucking this fucking shit ass fifteen year old on a beach reading Sartre in Miami. Well, you know, in luckily Miami. there's not like yeah. really interesting things to see and do in in Miami. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In Miami Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Miami, Ben. Uh, uh, but yeah, so so you're you're so you're kind of yeah, I, I kind of like him. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think I it's think interesting. Him. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, thing. and he was a prankster too. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the pranks. I forgot about the pranks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he got he got one guy fired too. <laughs> You know what uh, the biggest prank the devil ever pulled was? 
making us think he didn't exist? No, he put a um, he put like a, a a bucket with water on uh like top of the door, you know. And when I opened the door, the water fell. Oh, it's all over you. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Like, the fuck. And then the de- I just saw the devil, and I was like, devil. This one time I went. This one time I went to dinner with the devil, and uh, and we were conducting some business. We went to a place called Sausage Pete's, and uh, oh, no. <laughs> I had uh, I had the veal parm, and uh, I was about to salt my uh, my green beans. I had green beans as a uh, as a vegetable. Sure. You know it. Fucking whole the whole thing of salt spills out, ruins my meal. Oh my god! How could you be the, so stupid? The devil's just sitting there laughing his ass off. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. It was the <laughs> devil. See, I thought you <laughs> fucked it up, but it was the devil. No, it was the devil. <laughs> Can you believe yeah. it? I remember <laughs> one time I'm starting not to trust him. Yeah, one time I was hanging out uh, and with the devil, and he showed me uh, like the world, you know, the earth, and he was uh-huh. like. All this can be yours if if you you know bow you know down to me and call me your master mm-hmm. and so I did but uh, he didn't I didn't get anything it was just a prank. son of a bitch he did no. the same thing to me great so now our souls belong to Satan and we don't even get but you know what you got to hand it to him classic prankster yeah yeah the man say what you want about Satan the man knows how to pull a prank yeah L- lucky lucky for us we could just we could just confess and we'll be fine and we'll be fucking fine uh <laughs> yeah folks uh as always thank you for listening uh keep on thinking hard uh what else the truth sucks the truth fucking sucks bro yeah man uh, <laughs> time is a son of a bitch the sea is a bastard and most it's importantly bad. my dear friends if you're not catholic you are going to hell and here's Orchard Enterprises. Okay, no idea. No idea who these people are, but sounds good. So this is um, a type of music called uh, Sacred Harp music. And uh-huh. it, it, oh, is, it, it is at once the most like, like upbeat, but also haunting music I've ever heard in my fucking life. Uh, okay. one, one time I, uh, one time when I was in, when I was in Denver, I got uh, very high and just walked around listening to him and I was like losing my fucking mind. So <laughs> I like it. I don't know. We'll see what you think. Well, go yeah, <laughs> go to hell everybody. Straight to hell. Yeah. We wouldn't give a shit. Thanks for listening. We love Thanks. you. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> bye bye. I don't pay 318. Oh.